0: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start
1: your trip at CBGAirport.com. What's up, friends? Good morning. How's everybody
2: doing? How you doing?
1: Doing All right. All mm. right.
2: Girls are off. Uh, Fritch is taking a couple of days off. We
1: think she'll be back on Friday. And are we allowed to say why?
0: That's yeah, not a secret. Yeah, and
1: Penelope had her tonsils out yesterday, so yeah, we we'll get a little report today. Make sure everything went well, but she's just going to be doing some some nursing duties at home, right? And then uh, Jen's taking some time off,
2: so it was just the guys. All right, we're like a regular buddy <laughs> cop show. That's right, you and me. Let's do it. Yep, Tim and J- Timmerman and Thomas, Thomas and Timmerman. <laughs> sounds like an eighties radio show. What flows better? Thomas and Timmerman. Tim and Jeff. Jeff and Tim. I don't know. That sounds familiar to me. <laughs> so we got a lot going on today. A lot to get you caught up on. Uh, the passing of a Rolling Stone. We yes. got news yesterday that uh, Charlie Watts has died. I think that's the first Rolling Stone mm-hmm. we've lost, I think. And I right? feel
1: like every time one of their birthdays comes around and we go, man, they're still touring and they're 85 years old or however old they are. Yeah. Well, he was 80. You know,
2: we joined the Stones in 1963. That's how long they've all been together. And, uh, you know, obviously he's regarded as one of the premier drummers in rock. As well as one of the few stabilizing influences within that band, you know. But I guess the the Stones, they wanted to recruit him so badly that uh, they actually cut back on their expenses just so they, they could afford the guy. Uh, and what's crazy is at the time, like, Charlie kind of figured the band would maybe last a week. <laughs> yeah, I'll join your band. Seriously. And, you know, the crazy thing is Char- Charlie Watts was more of a jazz drummer. Like, he actually had to be taught, kind of taught rock and roll by Keith Richards, or so the story goes. In. Mm-hmm. But uh, he never, he was one of those guys that he never really got into the rock and roll you know the fabled rock star lifestyle he was married to his wife Shirley since 1964 so same woman since 1964 he mostly stayed out of trouble uh, he did battle a heroin addiction in the mid-1980s and he also battled and beat throat cancer in 2004 uh, no word yet from Keith or Mick Jagger but uh, Paul McCartney posted a a video that I thought was kind of nice This would be a huge blow to them because Charlie was a rock, fantastic drummer, steady as a rock. Love you, Charlie. I
1: always loved you. Beautiful man. Great condolences and sympathies to his family. Yeah. I think out of of all of the guys in the band, he seemed to be the one that, uh, you know, wasn't wasn't putting himself out there to, to right? You know, no, whenever he was probably the most chill. Yeah, of all when of them. when people talk about the Stones, they say, "Oh man, they're just they're just they just keep going." When when Keith Richards is gonna to you know pass? Oh, I know. Oh, people are.
2: I mean, it's amazing that guy's still hanging in there. I don't know how old Keith Richards is, but uh, Charlie Watts was eighty years old. Ringo Starr, the drummer for the Beatles, uh, he posted a nice tribute as well. Elton John calling Charlie the ultimate drummer and uh, brilliant company. The Who just posted a picture of Charlie smiling. Uh, Here's kind of a fun way to remember them. A lot of people don't know, but, the, you know, you talk about bands like that who would never sell out to the man. You know, they would never allow their music to be used in a commercial. Well, the Rolling Stones did a song for Rice Krispies in 1964, and it sounded like this. Wake up in the morning, there's a snap around the face. Wake up in the morning, there's a crackle in your face. Wake up in the morning, there's a pop that really says my nice. skin. There list. it is, <laughs> and it only ran in the UK it never ran in the states. That's cool. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it's kind of weird here in Mick Jagger singing a commercial. Rice Really, really young Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah, that's cool.
2: Yeah, so here you go. You kind of, you know, you hate stories like this because it just sort of reminds you that time is not on your side eventually you know it all catches up to you but uh yeah the passing of a rolling stone man charlie watts gone at the age of 80
1: all right a family in work a is that how you saying workshire england uh, got a uh an interesting surprise the other day when tom cruise landed his helicopter in their backyard what <laughs>
0: Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com.
1: Surgery has an art.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe.
1: Down here! They actually got a call first from an unnamed VIP uh, saying that uh, was running late for a meeting, needed to land in their property uh, because the airport nearby was temporarily shut down. (laughs) Really? Um, Which, how would they get their number? That just seems like a lot of pre-planning. Wow. uh, They said they were pretty shocked when Tom Cruise stepped out of the chopper. Allison Webb says he went straight for her kids and started talking to them and then offered them a ride. I don't know about you, but if you've watched any of those Scientology things, I would not want my children by Tom Cruise in right. my yard. <laughs> but uh, they actually went up. behind the controls <laughs> of a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. they went up for a helicopter ride. Tom was uh, at his meeting, so uh, Allison says, "quote It turned out to be a pretty neat day. The kids loved it. It was surreal. I still can't believe what happened." So Tom went to the meeting, and the helicopter so pilot this
2: gave this is the- crazy. R- run through the details of the story again for me, because yeah.
1: he has to go to a meeting
2: which it's not unusual for celebrities to travel by air sometimes a helicopter i guess sometimes like you know if they fly into an airport but their final destination like their hotel or wherever they're mm-hmm. staying is kind of far and they don't want to drive it so they'll take a a chopper from the airport assuming they have a
1: wide enough area to land so it looks like he's supposed to land at this airport but they can't because it's temporarily shut down that we're not we're not told why so they contact this property owner nearby that has enough land to to put it down i was gonna say they must have a fairly large piece of property call them up and say hey we're we're gonna be landing a chopper in your yard because there's a vip in it Hmm. i don't know that'd be pretty interesting i guess you don't need that much land for a helicopter it's not like it's not like you
2: need a runway No, they can just kind of drop down if you just have a, you know, field
1: big enough and you don't have any power lines or anything. Years ago, there was a guy in Madeira or Marymont over that direction that had a a chopper in his yard that he would land it back. Yeah,
2: that rings a bell. I feel like there's, you know, at least maybe one resident in in the Indian Hill area that has a chopper that maybe. I
1: don't know. A nice little surprise. Hmm. It is a different feeling going up in a helicopter compared to a plane. Have you yeah. ever been in a cop? A I before, have. Yeah. It's kind of cool. a weird, weird sensation when it takes off.
2: Yeah. Somewhere out there, there's a picture of me and Fritch in a helicopter together flying over the Hollywood sign. Oh, that's cool. That was a really cool experience. So he gave rides, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh, he went to his meeting, but the, the oh, the pilot, the pilot gave oh, okay. the kids a little ride. Oh, so. I
2: was, I was imagining Tom behind the controls because he, he's got, got a sure his pilot's he license, might license too. There's a lot ride. of
1: those guys that do. Yeah. Hmm.
2: All right. So, in other e news this morning, Showtime admitted what we've all been thinking that basically the Dexter series finale just sucked. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're a fan of the show and you were disappointed with the way it ended. <laughs> You're not alone. Showtime's entertainment president said, quote, Dexter is a jewel in the crown of Showtime, and we didn't do it justice in the end. You know, you, you know when Fritz is here, she, you bring she,
1: that up. She, she's very passionate. Yeah, about it. she told me not to watch it, so we didn't watch, like, the last four episodes. <laughs> just because she told us. Yeah. And uh,
2: the entertainment president said... We didn't do Dexter Justice, and that has always been a burr under my saddle. We always wanted to see if there was a way to do it right. And uh, it took a long time to figure out what that was, and a long time for Michael C. Hall to be willing to revisit the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the possibility of a spinoff for a continuation of the upcoming revival has not been ruled out. So the expectation is so high for it, and the series is so special to the network and me, the future will take care of itself. The 10-episode Dexter New Blood premieres November 7th. And is that their way of
1: making of making it right? Or at the very least to hang in there. <laughs> okay. I don't know. This yeah. story is pretty interesting. Uh, remember that Nirvana album with the baby? That's a that's a famous, the, that's a legendary album. On cover. the album cover. He's yeah. like in the pool. His name is Spencer Eldon, and he is 30 now. And he was only four months old when he was f- uh, photographed for that cover. You know, all all his whole body, head to toe, nude. Right? Yeah. So he is suing. He's suing for ch- child sexual exploitation and quote distribution of private sexually explicit materials because his little, his little little baby weenie was was in it. So in his lawsuit, he notes that he couldn't legally consent. ...to his image being used, and according to him, it's child pornography. He also says the band promised to cover his, uh, his you know, downtown with a sticker, but they never did. He's suing the band, surviving members, Kurt Cobain's estate, the photographer, the record labels that released the album. He wants $150,000 from each of those different folks. So mm. Spencer actually uh, has the word ne- Nevermind, which is the name of the album, tattooed across his chest... And in 2016, he recreated the photo. I think I remember that going around for the uh, 25th anniversary, but not naked. That's what's crazy is
2: I'm not sure the law is on his side in this case. Because first of all, like he was an infant. I mean, he wasn't even a
1: toddler, I don't think. The lawsuit says he has suffered permanent physical, psychological, and financial harm from the photo.
2: You know, what's weird about this is I remember it wasn't that long ago... He was talking about how cool it was that mm-hmm. he was on the album cover and uh, how he was trying to make money from it.
1: I mean, I get kind of what he's saying, but I feel like it's a little bit, you know, after doing these interviews where he said he loved it and getting Nirvana tattooed across his chest. Yeah. It doesn't really go together. I'm
2: kind of confused by that, yeah. but uh, here's a clip of the interview I'm talking about.
1: I'm going to a line, but um, I don't know, man. It's it, it kind of ups and down. It's just something that happened to me. It's not necessarily something that I did. So it'd be cool to somehow cartwheel that into something cool that I can do, and make it work for me in a, a cool way. But still, just still working out all those things. It's pretty, it's pretty wild being part of a, such a successful project and being the kind of poster child of that. Uh, hey, you know, it happened. It, it's kind of a cool story to tell. It's interesting, and other than that, um, people can always go send me a direct message, and if they want a poster, they can uh, send them a link to my PayPal, and then I can
2: send them a signed poster. Is he suing his parents, who I assume signed over yeah. permission? that's not
1: on there now. No, he didn't name his parents in the lawsuit. Gotta have a better agent when you're four months old. Yeah, I guess. How's your
2: summer been? Uh, majority of Americans say it sucked. Yet they still wanted to continue. We'll talk about that. And speaking of how time's are changing, makeup may be a thing of the past. It is Wednesday, the 25th of August of 2021. We're Jeff and Jen. Jen is off today. Fritz is off the uh, next couple of days, I guess. Mm-hmm. She'll be back on Friday. All goes well. So it's just me and Tim. Holding down the fort today. Right, holding down the fort here at Cincinnati's Q102 uh let's take our first story here this poll confused me because most people think this summer sucked but we also evidently want more of it a new survey they asked 1500 americans how's
1: your summer been and 80 percent of them said it blew i will say that at the beginning of this year I don't know if you remember but I someone said what's the theme of this year Tim and I said nothing but fun in 21 it's the summer of Tim and the first half of this year it was just just kind of okay it was just kind of eh. I was like it was not as it did not live up to the phrase nothing but fun in 21 no and uh maybe cuz the spring and early summer it just I feel like it rained every day yeah, we did get a lot of rain. You know, there the were a lot of, of issues with that, and all the maybe outdoor plans were not necessarily the best. And then because of all the rain, there was more mosquitoes, so the sitting in the yard wasn't necessarily something we were doing as much. And, and weren't there some like cosmetic
2: things or some things around the house that needed some tweaking or yeah, work or so, yeah. some but little unexpected hiccups. Hiccups,
1: maybe? yeah. So then, like, but I will say the second half of this year, which will be the like the last month or so. Has been great. Did a family vacation. All of the side hustle projects have cooled off. More time to, like, enjoy. Chillax. Have a cookout. Yeah. Wake up on a Saturday and not have anything to do. Just have coffee and sit on the couch.
2: Well, we got a little taste of freedom, too, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's been kind of nice to feel a little more back to normal than we were last year at this time. 100%. Um. But, you know, what's crazy is despite the fact that 80% of us had a, quote, bummer summer, 48% of us also wish there was a way to kind of extend it for another couple of weeks. I'm with them because it just, it feels weird going, see, I guess I'm old school. Like, I went back to school every year of my childhood. We went back to school the Tuesday after Labor Day, every year without fail. We did 180 days. I lived up in the Northeast, so we'd get snow days every now and then, and we'd have to make them up, which would push us into maybe late June sometimes, but I was okay with that because near the end of the school year, as it got warmer and warmer, it actually made those last couple of months fly by for us. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, we were in class, but the windows were open, and we got to go out and play after school, so yeah. it was fine, and then – you know, when things start to cool. And in New England, you know, things. are September's very pleasant. So it just felt right to go back to school then. And I said that on the air, and, you know, Jen and Fritch and other people have said, oh, no, we've, we've always gone back in August. So I got home, and Kristen says, no, listen, I, I went to Indian Hill. We went, to, it was Tuesday after Labor Day, yep. every year, back in the day. So that's only changed, I think, regionally, maybe within the past few
1: years. The whole air conditioning thing, too, like, that was never a thing back in the day. Yeah. So sitting in those old schools that half the walls were made out of glass and always faced west and south. Anyway, you just sit there and cook. <laughs> yeah, well, in New England,
2: you know, we went to school in those pre-war buildings that didn't have air conditioning either. So the only air you were getting was you'd open the windows. But uh, I think that, you know, and that may be why a lot of people would like to just extend the summer mm-hmm. another couple of weeks so they can at least feel like they caught their breath before getting back into the fall grind. Yep. Uh, A few other random stats from the survey you might find interesting. Uh, 27% said they would rather have a root canal than relive this past summer.
1: That's pretty bad. It wasn't
2: that bad. I guess. Must have been a sucky summer for them. Uh, The states where people were most likely to say they had a terrible summer, though, were states like South Carolina, uh, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Kentucky. So Kentucky and Indiana. And the weirdest question they asked is, What did the summer of 2021 taste like? Which I thought was an odd question, but then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I kind of get that. Like, was it fruity? Because you had like a bunch of fruit salads throughout the summer. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Or was it salty? Some said spicy. 10% said boozy, which would totally make sense. It tastes
1: like Sauvignon Blanc at our house. There you go. And what's up, by the way? A nice shout out to Emma, who's called the show before. She's from Britain. She, uh, uh, Her husband moved here for his job years ago, but she she enjoys the show. But she dropped off a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc when I was live at Salad Works at Kroger's the other day. Oh, that's fun. And yeah, she's like, here, I, I know you like this. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met her in person, but she writes
2: the show sometimes. Yeah. I like yep. her. Yep. Uh, what else do we have here? <sighs> okay, let's talk about food that we waste. So when you're carefully selecting items, you brought up Kroger, you're at the grocery store, you ever think, all right, I'll buy this. It'll sit in my fridge for a couple of weeks, and then I'm going to throw it
1: away. <laughs> it is ultimately what happens occasionally with specific items.
2: It actually happens to almost a fifth of stuff we buy. According to this new study, every year the average American spends 1493 so almost $1,500 on groceries that we never eat before ultimately tossing them in the garbage. Uh, They got that number by determining that we waste 18.2% of the groceries we purchase. And on average, we spend about $8,200 at the store every year. The most commonly wasted foods are fruits and vegetables. Uh, Those tend to spoil the fastest. And we sometimes buy more than we need, which is why you know old school like my parents and people especially if you lived in an urban area where you could walk to the market and you could buy what you were going to consume that day dairy products are next followed by grains proteins and snack foods and the majority of people say they feel really guilty about it because yeah it's a waste of money but you know it's also a waste of food i mean we can Mm -hmm. be dealing with international food hunger in places all over the world, so you feel kind of bad just tossing it like
1: it's nothing. I think the fruits and vegetables, too, another thing. uh, Yeah, I'm going to eat healthy this week. I'm going to buy this, and I'm going to buy that. I'm going to grab some grapes, and I'm going to get some bananas. And then you still choose the chips. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) got to choose the chips. Uh, Some tips for
2: avoiding this, though, like buying too much and end up tossing a fifth of your groceries. Uh, Shopping alone. They say shopping with a buddy, you won't buy as much. Also not shopping while hungry. And stick to that grocery list, that
1: well-planned grocery list. Yesterday, I uh, had a couple friends over. We do an every other, every other Tuesday get-together, and it was our turn to cook. So I, I made a salad, and I used up all this stuff in the fridge. I had, like, a few olives left in a jar, That's a few great. pepperoncinis left in the jar, a little bit of this feta cheese left, a uh, little green onions left, all of it. Just dumped it all in the, that Now my fridge is super clean. That's great. I was like, this is so clean in here. And you used it. You used it all. Put it all in there. Yep.
2: Kristen's really good at that. She can, like, I'll open the fridge, and I'll be like, honey, we got nothing in the house. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, we got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I don't
1: see. She's like, I can make a meal out of that. I'm like, how? Have you ever, she probably does it, too. She's really good at this. But I, I know for me, if I have one of these and two of those, I'll just Google recipes with one onion oh you know whatever and just see what pops up sometimes nothing does but sometimes there is like oh i guess i didn't think of that i could do that yeah she's so good at that she could take anything and make a meal out of it
2: by the way the pandemic has changed our our daily habits in a lot of ways not just in how we eat but here's another one a lot of women i'm reading this everywhere a lot of women are saying they don't want to wear makeup anymore after working from home and the effect might stick. I wish the girls were here for this conversation. Mm-hmm. I know I know, Jen feels very strongly about this, and I don't think Fritz wears that much makeup either.
1: She'll put it on if she knows she has, like, a photo shoot or a video She's shoot. meeting or with something. a client or something. But, yeah, she doesn't normally make it part of her normal thing.
2: But even as people are getting back into the offices, a lot of women are saying they don't want to wear makeup anymore. In fact, uh, HuffPost just did a big write-up on it and they were talking to a bunch of women who said they're never going back to full makeup after this. They found that uh, through the survey, they quoted 71% of women who normally wear makeup were using less of it. And beauty product sales in general were down 25% at this point, which is weird because it feels like, and I think you made this You mentioned this earlier this morning, how it does feel like a lot of celebrities are getting into the makeup business. Yeah, I feel
1: like every week there's some new story about so-and-so. You know, yesterday we learned that Ariana Grande is launching her own makeup line. Um, And and if if you watch any YouTube videos or follow any celebrities on, you know, social media, they're always pushing some sort of, it's my favorite beauty blender. Or, you know, Jeffree Star Cosmetics has got a new palette out. Right. I don't know what that means. (laughs) But it's seems well, like it sounds kind of exciting. Yeah, I need to check like out the new palette. Yeah, makeup is just everywhere in, in social media and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's 25% down, you said?
2: Yeah, with beauty product sales tw- down 25%, anyone who's getting into the business, it's going to be tighter and more competitive because you got more getting into it and less of a market share uh beauty product sales have started to rebound a little bit since the end of the pandemic but a lot of women are saying they just can't see themselves spending 30 minutes a day painting their face up anymore does it really take that long is it really 30 minutes
1: i don't know my mom did not wear a lot of makeup as in she didn't wear any makeup yeah my mother didn't either occasionally if she went to a wedding or something she might put a teeny bit on
2: yeah my mother would put on lipstick for church And yep. that was it. I don't think yep. she ever wore eye makeup. She had like a birthmark on her uh on her cheek that she would sometimes cover up with like a little stick of this flesh toned mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And that was it, man. We don't know anything about this stuff. <laughs> Nothing. Not a GD <laughs> thing. <laughs> Bailey says, Yes, it really does take thirty plus minutes, Jeff, to do our makeup. All right.